are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 50. Welcome to the show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery, the big 5 Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, love this. Shout out to Mike Singletary, Chicago Bears, number 50 when I was a kid. Um, love this number. So excited to be here. Um, getting to it just a little bit over a year after I started the show, which is absolutely spectacular. Uh, we're coming up on just some really amazing episodes this year. Really fantastic topics for us to discuss. And today, today was a, was a, was a great day. Today I woke up with this really amazing energy. I, I just I had a great Sunday, um, spent it with a really great friend. Just had an opportunity to to catch up and just really start to open my mind up to to just different avenues and, and different ways of thinking and just realizing that there's there's a lot of ways to grow that I'm not even aware of, right? Like I love everything. I talk about. I talk about some great topics on here in my normal life with my friends. I enjoy talking about the things that I learn about. I am not always the best at implementing them. And, you know, lots of times I'll hear people say, you know, that life coaches have the most screwed up life. Uh, that a coach, you know, doesn't have always have their stuff together and they don't practice what they, what they preach. A life coach doesn't have any more of a screwed up life than the rest of us, right? We all have screw up somewhere in our life, right? We're just the ones who are out here jamming a ton of knowledge into our brains, working on figuring it all out. So a lot of times people might just assume that we got it all figured out. I guarantee you, Tony Robbins still got some major problems in his life. Just because he can solve everybody else's problems doesn't mean he can necessarily see his own. We all have blind spots. We all don't know what we don't know. You know, I, I, called GoDaddy today to get an email address for my website. And at the end, she's like, can I help you with anything else? And my question, like it is for most of these operators, whenever I'm getting ready to get off the phone is, is there a question I don't even know to ask because I just don't know what to ask? And that's a really great question to ask because they'll know things that other people have asked in the past that maybe I just don't know to to ask. How many times can I say ask in the next two minutes? So think about that. If somebody's like, is there anything else you want to know before we stop talking? Just ask that. Be like, is there something I don't even know to ask because I don't know to ask? Is there something other people have asked in the past that has really helped them that I should also know? Right? And this is the kind of things that I'm doing to myself on a regular basis just to keep information fresh to just make sure that I'm seeing everything. You know, a presupposition in neuro-linguistic programming, uh, which is, and presuppositions are just things that we, um, we take as true in order to believe the rest of the sentence or the rest of the thought process. I don't even know why I tried to explain that. That's a whole episode. Point is, is there's one, it's called, um, your map is not the territory. Meaning what you see on your map is not everything that is there. 
right? Back in the day when explorers were out and they were building maps and they were seeing new parts of the world they'd never seen before, they were creating the map as they went along, but they did not even know what was in the shadows. They did not even know what was where they had never been. Imagine playing a video game like back in the day when I used to play Legend of Zelda way back in the day in the 80s. Um, You would only get to see the part of the map where you'd actually been. There was a whole territory that was created by the video game developers you did not know existed until you'd actually got there, and then it could be pump, become part of your map. So always realize that what you see is not everything, and everyone's got their own map. Therefore, everyone has their own perspective. Everyone has their own perceptions of the world, and no matter how much I want people to listen to what I say and you know, do as I say, and because I swear your life will be grand, it will only be as grand as you're willing to make it yourself. You're going to take things I say, you're going to take things from other books and other speakers and other podcasts. You're going to take all of this and it's going to become this gigantic stew inside of your head. And just because you've taken 50 different ingredients from other people and combined it doesn't mean that it's not your stew. Because what you choose to taste in there, what you choose to add more of, is what personalizes this metaphorical stew to you. I said this to someone the other day that I, I, I take in so much data and so many different conversations and, and people's opinions and tips and tricks and hacks that I don't even know if the stew I've created is mine. Like, where do all these ingredients come from? The point is, though, is they are mine ingredients because I chose to add them in there. So I just got off on that one because it's just important to to step into the idea that as we go and discuss more and more of these topics, that you integrate what you feel comfortable integrating. And when you feel uncomfortable integrating something, you have to ask yourself, why do I not want to do this? Why is it that I do not feel comfortable doing this? Is it simply because you don't think it's for your greater good? Or is it because it's just something you've never done before? But if you were to just try it and just do it enough times that eventually you would become comfortable. And at that point, you can decide, is this really something that I should be doing with my life? If I've never danced before and I go to, to learn the foxtrot, I can assure you, lesson number one, it's not going to feel great. By lesson 10, it's going to be substantially easier. And I can decide then, do I really need to know how to foxtrot in order to live a great life? Right, But my point is is that you have to try something many, many, many times before you can really know if it's comfortable for you because things are going to feel uncomfortable until there's a, a relationship you have with that. Right? until there's a connection you've made with this new activity, with this new thought process. And once you've really been able to harness it and make it your own, then you can decide, is this something that I want to do for a long period of time? It's like starting a new job. First day, first week, first month. No, it's not going to feel awesome. Once you get to know the people there, once you get to into the habit of showing up and what you're going to do when you first get there and, and how everybody inter, interconnects and relates, it becomes more and more comfortable. After that first 90 days, all of a sudden you're like, wow, this job's great. Boy, that first day I was so excited to quit it. I, I didn't even want to be here anymore. Maybe I wasn't excited to quit it, but I sure as hell didn't want to be there. 
it reminds me of my first job here in, in Los Angeles at the SLS in Beverly Hills as a waiter. I wanted to work at the pool, and they decided that I was going to be a breakfast waiter in the lobby of the hotel, and I was furious. I did not want to do this. It was fine dining. I was not that great at fine dining, although I certainly said that I was on my resume, and it was miserable. And I mean, I fought them. I wrote emails. I talked to managers. I did everything in my power to get transferred up to the pool. They said, no, I could either take the job I had or I could quit. And it wasn't until by some random chance, an actor by the name of Don Johnson came into the restaurant for a Sunday brunch. And my mom absolutely loved Don Johnson and just thought he was the end-all, be-all and just absolutely loved this guy. And I remember that week I was asking uh, I was asking basically my, my universe. I, was, I remember asking my mom. This might sound a little hokey, but I'm going to finish the story because it means a lot to me. I remember asking my mom, like, is this what I should be doing? Should I quit this serving job? Should I go find something else? What is it I'm supposed to be doing in Los Angeles? I've been here for over a year. I'm struggling. I have no money. I'm in debt up to my eyeballs, and no one will, will no one can or is willing to loan me any money. What am I supposed to do? Because this job is good. I just don't want to be in this department. And I mean, I sincerely, I remember having this conversation with her in my head, obviously, because she's been dead for, you know, well, quite a long time. In fact, um, this Valentine's Day will be 13 years. Um, but I remember asking the universe, asking her this. And that week, Don Johnson walks into the SLS in Beverly Hills on that Sunday afternoon. And I had told myself when that shift started that I was going to quit uh, the coming week. I was leaving. I couldn't deal with it anymore. I'd find something else. Um, I say all that because that sign was all I needed to say, you know what, stick this out. Keep going. That's a sign. Don Johnson came here. That's your mother saying, Jesse, stick this out. And I did. And everything has been better because of that decision. And I had only been there for about a month whenever I made the decision to stick it out and stay. And you know what? 60, 90, 120 days later, I was dominating at that job and financially, I have always been in a great place since I made that decision to stay. So going back to all of that, it is important that you integrate what it is that you feel comfortable with, obviously, but whenever you feel uncomfortable, just keep integrating and keep getting comfortable with it and give yourself time to understand that, okay? Because wonderful things will happen when you just give yourself a chance to actually learn something new. So, one of the cool things that happened yesterday was um, Joaquin Phoenix's acceptance speech for the best actor. Now, regardless of what your feelings are about Hollywood and all of that jazz, the West Coast versus the flyover states, that's, it's, that's not what this is going to be about. And we're going to move quickly from Joaquin over to the topic of today's conversation. Why I got really excited about his speech is when I, when I saw that he was that he won, I knew he's going to say something. Um, the dude just is incapable of not. And it was amazingly powerful. You can go and watch it on YouTube. You can go read the transcript. He was basically talking about just using love to conquer all and how, which is very interesting. Um, because uh, there was a Democratic candidate named Marianne Williamson who was saying love all the time, and people would make fun of her. Um, I've actually read her book. I actually think it's a great book. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's basically, uh, hold on, there it is. You know what? I'm going to go grab it real quick just so I can finish this thought. 
and now it's in my hand. It's called A Return to Love, A Reflection on the Principles of A Course in Miracles by Barry and Williamson. And so, and it was a great book. I've read it. I've listened to the Audible, and it's just talking about how love, you know, conquers all that kind of mentality. And I just loved what Joaquin said about us not being the center of the universe, how we should be more of service, how we should, we should see how our internal energy is to create and love and to help everyone prosper. And I don't know if humanity's ever really tried to focus too much on what he said. It seems like we just take, take, take and destroy, destroy, destroy. Um, And that is why I wanted to bring this up for today's episode, is that how much of what you've done to yourself, how much of what you have been doing to yourself is just taking, 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 and destroying, destroying, destroying your own self. We don't even have to get into the conversation of what it perhaps has done to your friends and your family and your loved ones, but what has it done internally to you? What have you been willing to tolerate? What are the actions you have tolerated in your life that you are no longer willing to tolerate. When I listened to um, a podcast recently from my life coach, Brooke Castillo, she talked about these kind of topics, and it really it fired up my brain. And, it had, and I just started putting together all these different ideas that were in there that she was triggering and, and reminding me that already existed. Um, shout out to you. And it got me realizing that when I made the decision to no longer drink, it was... The reason why I was able to step into my sobriety and recovery so strongly and with and with an adamant ferocity towards I know that this is the way I'm going to live my life for the rest of my life is because I was done tolerating my behaviors. I couldn't deal with it anymore. See, when you have been using Right now, whether I'm finding you wanting to quit or whether I'm finding you in the process of quitting, I know that there's been some people on Instagram hitting me up lately, um, really looking for some assistance. And and I've said this to them um, in the messages, and I'll say it to you guys. I am not a licensed psychiatrist, nor am I a doctor. Right? I read a lot of self-help stuff. I, I've, I'm a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. I, you know, I like to consume knowledge and figure out how it can help me. In the process, I really want to help you. But I am not a replacement for actual strategic um, help from people who have degrees in this. I am merely a secondary, primary, however, whatever number resource I am, that is what we're doing here. Okay, but when I start to talk with those of you who've reached out and you are unhappy with your life, you quit and, you, and nothing has changed, you, you have a family, you have loved ones, you, you want to be different, but yet you, you can't seem to fight through that urge to consume, I ask you right now to question yourself and ask yourself, what is it? that you are willing to no longer tolerate about your behavior. See, when you tolerate this bad behavior of yours, when you tolerate that you're continued using, you're buffering. And I've talked about buffering before, but a quick review is when a computer buffers and that little spinny wheel comes up and it's trying to gather the data so it can keep playing, basically it's just stuck. It's not doing anything but just sitting there thinking. It's not actually acting upon anything. It's not actually doing what it's supposed to be doing, right? So when you're tolerating your drinking and your drug use and your overeating and your sex and your porn and your gambling, right, you're buffering away from who you actually know you can become 
And you're doing it for a myriad of reasons. It can be fear, hesitation. It can be because of crap that was put into your brain when you were younger by your friends and loved ones and your mom and your dad and preachers and teachers. See, it's not just the act of overeating or drinking, right, that you that you need to stop tolerating. It's it's the effect, and I never, oh, God, this really speaks a lot to me. It's the effect that all that over-drinking and that drug use or whatever your vice might be, fill in the blank, it is the effect that that vice has on you while you're using it. It has the effect of dealing with it whenever you're done, right? It becomes such a distraction in your life. I mean, back in college, man, not only was I using every day, but then I had to deal with the hangovers afterward. I had to be worrying and thinking about the repercussions when I blacked out. Did I say something stupid? Did I piss somebody off? Did I upset my girlfriend? Did I upset my best friend? Who did I upset today? Let me go start apologizing. I'll buy you drinks at the bar tonight. Sorry, I'm such a dick. Right? Bargaining with myself. Using my mental energy to convince myself Right, And you're doing this. You're bargaining with yourself and you're using your mental energy to convince yourself that this behavior you've become accustomed to is okay. And you're doing all of this just so you can continue to use. Just so you can continue with this behavior that you're freaking tired of. What in your life have is what in your life is in with involved in this using? is helping you tolerate this entire life. That didn't come out very well. It's because in my show notes, I have it all botched up. I, I wrote, what in your life is using helping you to tolerate? Oh, I should have just read the sentence instead of trying to not read the sentence. What in your life is using helping you tolerate? When you remove the buffering, you give yourself the ability and the room to grow. When you quit and step into addiction recovery rather than using your willpower and sheer force, you can truly let go and get into the desires, urges, emotions, and the suffering that you have been masking for years. Right? When you truly step into addiction recovery, I'm going to repeat this, truly step into addiction recovery, you can get into the desires, the urges, the emotions, and the inner self-suffering you have been masking for years. If you think your life is so good, your life is so great, that's why, oh, my life is great. That's why I use, because it just it just accelerates the greatness of my life. It's just, it's not. It makes your life in that moment feel better than it actually is. I did that for years in Los Angeles. I'd half-ass my way in the TV hosting world or at the news station or at the sports writing, right? I'd turn in my story and be like, sweet, I did my job for the day. My next story is not for 72 hours. Looks like that bottle of whiskey and me have a date, right? Because I wasn't really happy with being a sports writer or being a news anchor, being a red carpet host. Those weren't what fueled my passion. That's not what sparked me. It just wasn't what I really wanted to be doing, so I started to buffer, and I used alcohol to buffer. But it, it's so important that you understand that whatever it is that you've been tolerating, in order to keep using, it is time for you to stop tolerating that. Your life is not that great when you're using. You just fool yourself into thinking that it is. When we quit our, our vice of choice, all right, this tolerating of the abuse to ourselves, right? When we quit that vice, 
and stop tolerating the abuse of ourselves, we will find that right off the bat, life will seem worse. It will seem sucky as hell because you have removed the buffering mechanism that has kept you from diving inside of yourself and figuring out why you're not happy. Whatever you've been doing to mask the pain, coke, ecstasy, alcohol, heroin, meth, whatever it might be, whatever you've been using to mask that, you take that mask away, whatever it is, now you do see how sucky your life is. So if you get sober and you're like, man, my life sucks, I'm unhappy, this sobriety thing sucks, it's not sobriety that sucks, it's your life because you haven't been paying attention to it. If your life was a house, it would be in complete shambles. There's raccoons living in the kitchen, and there's a bear sleeping in your bed. You have to drop into your heart and ask yourself, what is it that you really want? When you take out buffering, you're able to feel the emotions that will fuel your dreams, right? You're also going to feel all those emotions that have been holding you back and that you've been buffering from, right? Our vice, alcohol, drugs, it was the medicine that became the poison. When, you're, when you take away that poison, yes, you're not going to feel great. But those feelings, those emotions, all that inner whatever it might be, negative or positive, if you can harness that, if you can get through that muck, you will come out on the other side with all of the power you need to get to the life you've always desired. Stop tolerating this indecision that you've had in your life where you're going back and forth, right? Not making decisions causes decision fatigue. It causes decision debt, right? The act of not making a decision is actually a decision in itself, and it can become exhausting. If you're going back and forth, should I quit? Should I not quit? Should I leave my job? Should I not leave my job? Should I buy new clothes? Should I not buy new clothes? Should I get a new car? Should I pay my bills? Should I not buy, get a new car? Should I not pay my bills? They're all those things, right? There's your back and forth between yes and no. Make a freaking decision. It's okay to sit in the seat of uncomfortability while you're figuring out what decision is that you need to make. But at some point, you have to make the decision. Because regardless of whether it works out or not, at least you've made a decision. Whether that decision is a success or a failure, you generate power inside of yourself just by making the decision. Then you get to the other side of it and you can see, was this the best idea for me? Was this not a good idea for me? What can I do differently? Right? But you have to get through the decision and actually get to the part where you do it in order to get to the other side where you can review it. I have something on my wall that says, strategize, prioritize, execute, review, repeat. You strategize, you prioritize it, you execute it, you review it, and you repeat. When you buffer, you are drowning out your life in favor of a vice. You drown out your inner voice that is telling you what your life can become if you are willing to step outside yourself and face your fears. One of the hardest things that will come from stepping out of this toleration of the lesser version of yourself. One of the hardest things that will come from removing the buffering of addiction and using will be leaving your tribe. You have created a tribe around yourself. You're drinking and drugging and eating friends, right? You leave them. Leaving them will leave you feeling alone. But it is honestly better to be alone than wish you were alone. 
if you know as you're standing there at the bar drinking with all these people that you think, there no way in hell I'd be friends with these people if I didn't have a scotch in my hand, if I didn't have a straw in my nose, if I didn't have a needle in my arm, there's, it, then why are you friends with them at all? Stop using, stop being their friends. Right? You're sitting there, you, you wish you weren't around any of these people, but yet you are. It's better to be alone than wish you were alone. And loneliness is just a thought, and we've been talking about this. Loneliness is a thought. Being alone in a room is a reality. Being lonely in that moment that you're in that room with no one else, that is a feeling that is caused by a thought. What is that thought that makes you feel lonely? I don't get lonely. I've got plenty of books and magazines and things to read. I've got Netflix shows I haven't even begun to touch. I've wanted to. I, I don't get lonely. When I choose to have people around me, it's because I want their, their energy and my energy to collide and become an even greater force of energy than it would have been by myself. But alone and lonely, right? I'm okay with being alone with myself because I don't get lonely because the, the thought of of me being lonely, that doesn't happen. If it happens for you, ask yourself why. And then set about fixing that. Right? Is that thought of I am lonely something that you can see differently? If you leave your tribe and you feel lonely, is that something that you can see differently? Well, I'd rather not be around all those drunk people who I thought were morons anyways, and I'd rather be by myself reading this book or doing some push-ups or eating some healthy food because at least now I'm becoming the best version of myself. Can you be willing to sit in the seat of that uncomfortability and deal with what you feel so you can heal? Or do you need to run out of the house, head down to the local watering hole so you don't have to face yourself, heal yourself, become the best version of yourself? Stop tolerating this ho-hum life. Stop doing it. When I, capture my, when I, when I catch myself doing some ho-hum crap, I, I have to sit back and say, okay, why? Why am I buffering right now? Why am I tolerating not working on the things I really want to be working on? Why am I not calling colleges and addiction centers and going and speaking at them? What fear is holding me back? One of my biggest fears is having people think that I don't know what I'm talking about. Because I put so much energy into making sure I do know what I talk about. If someone questions the information that I say, right? Like, I've had it happen. You have to just, I do, have to just stop breathe and realize everybody knows something else. Everybody else has another source. Everybody else has something else that they've been following and therefore they're gonna, there's going to be a collision between my ideas and their ideas. And this is something that I have to battle with. This fear, I have to be able to release it to truly step into the speaker and the coach and the success I know I have inside of myself. I have to stop tolerating the voices in my head and so do you. Stop tolerating all those voices in your head, your parents, your preacher, your teacher, mom, dad, siblings, family, whatever, that told you that you were a piece of crap and you'd never amount to anything. Stop listening to the, the, your own voice that tells you that you're a piece of crap, that you're an addict and you'll never amount to nothing. You don't deserve anything better than, you've, than what you've ever had and you barely deserved that when you had it. Stop listening to that. We're humans. We were put onto this planet for a reason. I, I, it's like there's two, there's, there's, there's two days, the two most important days in your life, the day you were born and the day you figure out why. 
Anybody who says negative things towards you, they're only doing that because they have their own crap to deal with and they projected their crap onto you so that they could buffer themselves away from any real personal self-growth work that they themselves were running from, that they knew they needed to do on themselves. Another thing I want to talk about is this FOMO nonsense. All right, we tell ourselves that we're just having fun when we use. We tell ourselves, I, fear of missing out. Oh my God, it's going to be the best party ever. I don't want to miss out on this party. I don't want to miss out on this good time because everyone's going to be talking about it. And man, I do not want to be the person left out. But what about the FOMO about your real self? What about the fear of missing out on the real amazing life that is in store for you if you could just stop buffering, stop tolerating this incessantly negative behavior towards yourself. Where is the fear of missing out on your best life? It is going to suck to have to walk through the pain of a bad childhood, of trauma, of of abuse, every single, whatever it might be, right? I mean, all of that, trauma, abuse, whatever yours might be. I get that walking through that is going to be tough. I probably have no idea what 99.9% of you have gone through. I have my own version of suffering. I have my own version of pain. I have my own version of trauma and abuse. And it is not going to be like anyone else's. So I cannot tell you that of how you're going to need to go through it in order to get past it. I can just tell you that there is a way that it can be done. That some of the things I say will help you get there. Other things other people say will also help you get there. You need to have a gigantic stew of ingredients that you continue to add to until it gets you to where you want to go. See, once you pull out of the buffering, once you pull out of the tolerating, your life will not look amazing. It's going to be tough. You have shown a light upon your shadows, and now you have to see the cobwebs and the muck and the mire that have accumulated there. But don't let yourself, let alone anyone else, tell you that you cannot achieve something. That your dreams are ridiculous. That your aspirations are stupid. That you are a worthless piece of crap. Don't even let yourself tell you that. It's inside our minds that that we're our own worst critic. But walk through that pain. Walk through that suffering. It will be tough at first. It's going to be a rough go of things. Because all this muck is going to look horrible when you shine sunshine on it. But that's okay, because now you know exactly what you need to work on. When you stop tolerating, you will have the energy to start creating your life in a way that will blow your freaking mind. You will have the energy back from all the partying, all the hangovers, all the apologizing for your actions to yourself and to others. Imagine having all that energy back. Frank Sinatra has a quote that says, I feel bad for people who don't drink. When they wake up, that's the best they're going to feel all day. That is not true. (laughs) I still wake up, and I just want to go back to bed. (laughs) I feel bad for people who drink because that hangover, it's (laughs) it's going to be a son of a bitch to have to continue to deal with. At least I can wake up, and 30 minutes later, I'm feeling like you know putting on my dancing shoes. I don't have to use my energy to heal my body from the damage of drinking and using drugs anymore. Now I get to use it on healing myself internally so that I can become the best version of me. This energy 
will seem so overwhelming to you because you've never felt it before. Or at the very least, have not felt it in a very, very, very long time. Until adults squash kids' hopes and dreams and aspirations, we're like this this rocket propelling out into space. We're like, we can do anything, put a cape on my around my neck and jump off the roof because I can fly, right? Kids, they say the darndest things. They, they, they don't realize that there's going to be barriers and boundaries and walls built up around them later. So adults make sure they do a good job of showing in the real world right off the bat. I want to make sure they know the world's cruel and heartless and no one's going to give a damn and it's going to be a tough, tough fight and they're probably going to lose, lose, lose. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't understand why we do that. I don't know, understand why we want to snuff out the light of a child. Is it, it'll, eventually, yes, they're going to get kicked, but you can have them build them in with a mindset that they can accomplish anything if they're willing to put forth the effort. You felt this energy before. When you were a child, before it was snuffed out. Now I want you to feel it again. Ask yourself right now, what do you need to stop tolerating? Pull out some pen, pull out some paper. Ask these questions and write this down. What do you need to stop tolerating? Where do you need to stop buffering? Where do you need to stop asking for society to accept you? Accept yourself. Where do you need to stop asking for permission to be the best version of yourself. Whose voices in your head are talking shit to you, holding you back, influencing you to think less of yourself? I'll put those questions in the show notes because I really want you to go and ask yourself these things. Is that person inside your head you? Is it your mom, your dad, your preacher, teacher, someone on TV telling you how to do your shit? And then one day you're going to wake up and you're not even going to have the life that you really wanted because you listened to yourself and the negative nonsense or somebody else who said you can't do that? Somebody tells you you can't do something long enough and eventually you're just going to be like, well, then screw it. I might as well just go and start using because that's all that I'm ever going to be good for. But it's not all that you're ever going to be good for. There is way more out there. And I know it can seem tough It can seem tough at times, but you have to stop listening to the negative. You have to put your focus on the positive. It is not easy. It is a challenge because we have been tolerating the bad behavior so long that we have turned that tolerating and that buffering into the primary habit. The using, the abusing, the beating ourselves up, the overeating, whatever vice, that's the secondary habit. I know this is going to be tough for some of y'all to hear because you think, no, my primary habit was the alcoholism. My primary habit was the overeating. My primary habit was the cocaine. No, it was the secondary habit. The primary habit was the tolerating of all the bad behavior and the bad abuse that is happening around you, that is happening to you. Right? I mean, think about it on a bigger scale. The secondary habit that came from us tolerating the bad behavior that was happening to us as a child and around us as we got older, that tolerating, that buffering away from the feelings we got from that bad behavior, that's what led to us needing the medicine to begin with. That's what led to the secondary habit of the vice. But the primary habit was the tolerating of all the crap around us that we didn't want to tolerate. Stop tolerating being crappy to yourself. Stop tolerating others being crappy to you. 
Stop tolerating others being crappy to one another. Stop tolerating everything you have been doing to yourself for these upteen amount of years. And starting right now, take that first step and say to yourself, I am worthy of whatever I think I am worthy of. I am worthy of my feelings. I am worthy of the energy it will take for me to act upon my desires and make them a reality. Joaquin was right last night. We are not the center of the universe, but we are the center of our own universe. And that is not narcissistic. That is not bad. You have to fill your cup. You have to make yourself the best version of yourself in order to help others become the best version of themselves. That's where the life coaches who go running around saying one thing but doing another, that's, that's why we've gotten a bad rap. That's why those people are crappy. Right, Because they're not out there trying to make themselves better. They're out there trying to make themselves a buck. And they're doing some really bad crap on on the back end. It is okay to think that you are the center of your own universe. Because that is what will make sure that you take care of yourself so that you can take care of others and be of service to your community. But thinking that you are the center of the universe is ridiculous. Stop being bougie, stop being snobby, stop letting your ego run you, and realize that everybody's world can exist in this world. There is enough sunshine for all of us to grow. Stop buffering, stop tolerating, stop being the worst version of yourself, and start being the best version. And watch everyone around you shift. And when I say that, I get that not everybody will want to go on this journey with you. And that's when you start to change your tribe, right? Everyone around you will shift. They'll either shift the hell away from you or they'll start to jump up and go with you. This is how you create a new tribe of forward-thinking people around you. This is how you create a world around yourself that mirrors what is going on inside of your head. You know, you've heard people say that you live in a world that you create, You've created it in your mind and you project it outwards and that becomes your reality. You have created it. So be thoughtful. Be mindful of what you are creating. This is how you create a better world for yourself and others to live in. This is how the world heals itself. If we could all do this, then the world would be an amazing, amazing place. And maybe, just maybe, we could stop trying to live on Mars. <laughs> how about we take all that money <laughs> and figure out how to start making things like plastic, but without oil? <laughs> how about we start putting resources towards the mental health of our society instead of all of this other nonsense that gives us the illusion of feeling better for ourselves? and about ourselves, but it doesn't actually make us feel better about ourselves. No matter what you buy, no matter what you attain, if it comes with a receipt, it is not going to make you happier. That's what my stepdad used to do. I'm I'm writing up a speech for uh, an event on Saturday, and that was one of the things that I remember thinking about when it came to my dad was that in lieu of an actual connection with us, an actual love, he worked himself to the bone because that's how he thought he was supposed to provide for his family. 
But the only way we ever saw love from here, from him, is if it came with a receipt. And I'm going to tell you what, what I wouldn't have given for him to come home early from work and throw the baseball with me or throw the football with me. But instead, I was out there throwing a football as high as I could up in the air so that I could run far and then catch it. You ever tried to play football by yourself as a child? (laughs) It is sad. (laughs) It sucked then, and it sucks thinking about it now. So step into the best version of yourself. Become inclusive. Don't be exclusive. Build up a powerful tribe. Speak kindly to yourself. Show yourself love. Because when you can show yourself love, you will be able to show other people love. And that is what will heal this world. As hokey as it can sound, if millions and millions of people say that love is the way, I have to think that they're right. Because I've seen what hate can do. And it is not the way to make ourselves into the best version of ourselves. As always, please be inclusive over exclusive. The power of positive energy, release and flow. I thank you and honor you for this time today. As I cannot speak enough about how appreciative I am that you listen. If you have any comments, questions, you wanted me to talk about anything specifically, always jump over to Instagram at From Sobriety to Recovery. Let me know what you're thinking. If you're on Twitter at Jesse Mogul, that's it. I hope you guys have a great day. That was episode 50. Stop tolerating. Stop buffering. Go out there and use that energy to become the best version of yourself. I swear it will not be easy, but it will be totally worth it. Much love. Bye-bye.